or military veteran, entrepreneur, college professor, father of four, and your broadcasting host, Dr. Aaron Bryant. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Dr. Bryant Speaks. Our show, of course, is for all those military veterans and families out there in the world. My name is Dr. Bryant. I'm a veteran. I was with the U.S. Army Airborne Rangers. I'm also a university professor and an entrepreneur. But more importantly, I am your host. Now, if you're new listening to this broadcast, I want to say welcome and thank you for tuning in. I started this because being a veteran is not so easy. And I figured, you know what? What could I do to help and pay it forward? And that's what ended up becoming this show. And the show has done so well that I now have a plethora of guests who are excited to be a part and to also share their expertise and knowledge with you. Now, remember, we have a website and we had all sorts of social media opportunities for you to communicate. In fact, just recently, we've actually created a new show called Common Q&A. And that's where we tackle specific questions and the most popular questions that are gonna be presented to you. So stay tuned for that. But let's talk about what's happening today because I have somebody pretty amazing that's joined the show and I am very excited to have her be here. So guess I want you to meet Mrs. Cheryl Schaefer. Ms. Schaefer, please say hello to our guest. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> so I would, I'm not going to take her thunder too much because obviously she has a world of information to share with us, but I will say that she is not only a veteran, and we're going to get into that too, but she's also a producer of VHV TV. Now, again, I'm going to let her talk more about it, but it is a community educational TV show that provides some really good information. And you might kind of think it's a little similar to this show. So, which makes it even better. But more importantly, she's been doing this a lot longer than I have and in a wealth of information. So anyway, you know what, Ms. Schaefer? Let's go ahead and shift it to you. And I want you to tell everybody who you are and give us a little bit about your background. Okay, well, my name is Cheryl Schaefer. And I all, like he said, I am a veteran. I'm a Vietnam era veteran. I was in the Women's Army Corps from 1968 to 1971. Um, when I was in the army, uh, I was trained as personnel specialist. So when I got out of college in 19, sorry, <coughs> rewind. When I got out of the army in 1971, I got an early out to attend college on the GI Bill. So I um, went to college on the GI Bill and it was a great experience and I, um, while I was going to college on the GI Bill, I needed to look for a job because just the GI Bill wasn't enough to pay for living expenses. So uh, when I got out of the Army, I went to the local Employment Development Department job service office, which at the time was in South San Francisco. And I went in there and they interviewed me and they basically said to me, how would you like to work for us? And so long story short, they offered me a job of working for the employment development department. And the first half of my career it was processing unemployment insurance. 
it certainly isn't like it is today because it's all computerized. But back in the day when I first started working for the department, everything was done manually. So we didn't have computers in place. So when they would bring in the unemployment insurance claims, they would come in the large mail trays and about <laughs> a dozen of us would spend days processing unemployment insurance manually. So I'll just say things have really changed from back in the day. So I had this great opportunity to work part-time for the EDD while I was going to college on the GI Bill. But in That's actuality, working for the EDD was not my first choice. What I really wanted to do was to work in entertainment. Um, um, my dog is, is <laughs> he's a distraction. So I hope you can edit this part out. My neighbors have dogs next door and he wants me to let him go over there, but they're doing some yard work over there. So he's being a distraction. So I apologize. Um, um, so I was working for the uh, EDD part-time while I was going to uh, Skyline College and ultimately uh, San Francisco State as well. And I graduated from San Francisco State, went to graduate school there and relocated down to Los Angeles area for a while because I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. I've always been fascinated with working in the entertainment industry. Okay, now I have a couple of questions that I have to ask based on what you just said. First of all, I know the military has changed their GI Bill of mouth. So I'm curious, and I don't mean to date you, I apologize, but I'm curious to know how much was the GI Bill when you actually uh, was in the military and got out? Do you remember? You know, it was <clears throat> quite a while ago. And I'm going to say now, when I got out of the military, I was an E5, and I think I was maybe making $500 a month. And I want to say, I think maybe my GI Bill was about $250 a month. Okay. Do you remember how much it was bulk? You know, we, we signed, um, we go in. Um, I had initially, I had a... 36 month GI Bill. I did three oh. years of active duty. But in my case, I had something very unique happen to me. And when I relocated to Southern California, I had um, like a month of eligibility left. Okay. And then I found out if I enrolled in college that they would pay for the rest of the semester so I ended up rolling, enrolling at Cal State Northridge in Southern California because I had GI Bill money that I wanted to use up. And when I was at Cal State Northridge, I was working on a second BA degree, this one in radio, TV, and film, because I really wanted to learn how to put either a film together or some kind of TV series together I don't know why I always had that interest, but I've always kind of had it. So I, while I was going to, it gets even wilder. Um, while I was attending Cal State Northridge, I um, got selected for a once in a lifetime opportunity 
and I was selected as an intern on the second season of Hill Street Blues, which was produced by um, Mary, Mary Tyler Moore Productions at CBS Studio City in Southern California. Well, that experience being a basically what I was at the time, this was in 1982, I was a gopher on the lot. So they would send me from the production offices to deliver messages to the actors after they did their scenes. So I, I had the um, incredible opportunity to see at the time, Hill Street Blues was the most innovative um, TV show being produced because it had multiple storylines, multiple character, multiple plots and subplots done in a way that had never been done on TV like that before. So it was in its own way, very unique. No, absolutely. So I was offered the opportunity to be in, I actually went in for a job interview was, was what happened. I went in for a job interview. I had pretty good administrative skills, but I didn't know how to take shorthand. And so um, the lady knew I was a veteran. She knew I was going to Cal State Northridge. And she said, you know, I can't offer you the job because you don't take transcription, but how would you like to be an intern? Um, I'd love to offer you the opportunity of being an intern. Are you kidding me? It was an amazing opportunity. So I had for three months, uh, the opportunity of going to classes and three days a week, I'd run over to CBS studios and run around the lot. And it was absolutely uh, <laughs> an incredible experience. And I got to see stuff that most people get don't get to see. Okay, so it was wonderful. So once that was over, I became homeless. So once that became over, uh, once that experience, I tried to get a permanent full-time job in Hollywood for one reason or the other. It didn't work out the way I had hoped. So I had to call up my parents that live up in the Bay Area and say, hey, um, I need to come back home. And I needed to do that, you know. Sometimes you don't get what you want when you feel that you want it and need it. I wanted that job at Mary Tyler Moore Productions full time. <laughs> I was not offered it. But at the time, it broke my heart. But going back home to my parents' house and taking college classes at night to learn word processing and computer skills because that's when it started entering the workforce. I had a degree, the degree was great, but I was not computer literate. So in actuality, it wasn't the ticket that you think a degree should be. So I realized that and got the additional training that I needed. So, and ultimately, because I did do that, I worked temporary jobs for years and ended up getting my, my job back with the EDD. I have been with a longtime state employee um, up to that moment. And I had resigned from the state three times before I, before I decided, okay, I'm not going to do better than that. In actuality, um, the job I had with the state was by far the best job I ever had. 
it was an incredible career. It offered me opportunities that I never expected. And it really um, was an incredible job to have because I was empowered to empower veterans. Absolutely, yeah. So just so uh, my audience understands, EDD is a state agency. So uh, it is a government agency. Um, so I just wanted some people in other states may not be familiar with the employment department. And so I just wanna make sure they understand that. Um, so one of the things, Cheryl, that you mentioned is that you come and gone uh, from the state agency EDD. And then at some point you Utilizing your background in the media, you wanted to do something in addition to just working for EDD. You actually created this in 1996. So let's go into that and help them understand how you were able to leverage your background in media um, or TV, and then be able to combine that with your state agency job as a, in the public sector with EDD. Now, I thought that was genius. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, this is the story. When I was offered the LVER, which is Local Veterans Employment Representative position in San Mateo County, I think I was appointed that position in 1992. It was with the understanding that I had to find a way to get veterans to come into our office, that I had to come up with something. So the woman that offered me the job changed my life. Her name is Lucy Scarborough. And when she offered me the job, she said, well, you know, you have to uh, start a nonprofit called, and we did, called the Veterans Employment Committee, San Mateo County. And what I did was, the day I got the appointment, the next day I went through the phone book, I found all the addresses, and I called up all the VFWs, American Legions, all these kind of groups that had a physical building. I'd call them up and I would say, I'm so-and-so, there's three vet reps here, we would like to come to your veteran groups meeting, we would like to tell you, how we want to help veterans get jobs. That was the way we approached it. I sent a letter and then we invited all the local commanders of the VFWs, the American Legions, the Vietnam Veterans of America, uh, Disabled American Veterans. I'm trying to remember all of the groups, but all of the groups came to a meeting that we had at the EDD office in San Mateo. And when myself and my two DVOPs at the time, uh, disabled Veteran Outreach Program Specialist. Um, so I was the lead vet rep and they were DVOPs. So we pitched the idea and by the end of the meeting, the members of the group had donated $200. They literally, somebody took off their cap, they literally passed the hat around. And by the end of the meeting, we had uh, $200 to start our Veterans Employment Committee at San Mateo. Now, the reason why I'm going into that is everything that we do as far as VHVTV, it is through the, a 501C where we produce 
our program at when we're able to get to the media center in Palo Alto. The Palo Alto studio itself is a 501. I hope you have been enjoying the show. Well, do not go anywhere just yet. We have a continuing episode with Dr. Bryant Speaks.